For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're talking offensive line with today. Ryan Roberts, Rise and Draft on Twitter. This is a part of the Believe Podcast Network, bringing you some prospects to keep an eye out for the 2021 draft. But for this one specifically, could be 2021, could be 2022. We'll see kind of what the future holds. But I'm just excited to have Mr. Logan Bruss, who is an offensive lineman out of the University of Wisconsin. And if that's not enough, I mean, if you think of the great offensive linemen that have come out over the last decade plus, you know, you go back to the Joe Thomases of the world, the Ryan Ramchecks now, the, the uh, Travis Fredericks. There has been so many great offensive linemen to come out of Wisconsin. I have who I think is going to be one of the next great ones who uh, had a great season this past year in 2019. So, Logan, inviting you into the show, man. Excited to have you on. I thank you again for for, uh, taking some time today. Uh, I'm I'm glad you invited me on. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, man. So I'm kind of going through this, digging through your your history, went back to like the high school days, recruiting profiles, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, coming out of Kimberly High School in Wisconsin. Obviously, you chose to stay in the home state, go and be a Badger. What was it about Wisconsin that for you really sold them and made them an obvious choice for you to continue your education and your football career? Uh, before I even knew football was an option for me in college, I was really into school and I always wanted to go into engineering when I got into college and I just recognized Wisconsin as a place that could give me that. And then as soon as the football dream became real uh, later on in high school, it just seemed like the obvious choice for me. Um, my O-line coach in high school actually played next to my current O-line coach. And so he kind of got me introduced to him and he was able to get me set up with him down at a camp. and. I ended up doing pretty well at that camp, and that kind of got me connected on recruiting, on a recruiting uh, basis to the university. And from there, everything ended up working out pretty well, and I'm glad I ended up here. Absolutely, man. Obviously, it's paid off so far. I got to ask you, because I didn't know that little backstory. Your high school coach or your now college coach, which one's a scarier guy? Ooh, that's a tough one, but. Uh... I think they're similar in a lot of ways. Um, I can definitely tell if they played next to each other at a certain point in time, but I don't know. Both of them have their days where they can be the scariest guy in the room, and that's what makes you respect them, but you kind of also appreciate that they'll push you to be your best. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I, I know uh, some offensive line coaches are very intimidating men, so just had to throw that one in there. You mentioned the engineering background. I need to ask about that a little bit because industrial engineering – that is, I mean, for a guy like me who, you know, I went education route when I was in school. So that to me is like, whoa, that is, that's some intense stuff. Talk to me about managing that because I, I can't even fathom for a second the amount of just 
classwork, schoolwork, everything, you know, projects, different things that you're going to have to do. What's it like just kind of maintaining that balance between engineering major and be also being a, a, um, a college athlete? Um, the biggest thing for me was just getting in a routine and I thought the university did a good job, or at least like the athletic department and the help department that helps, uh, student athletes with whatever they need for school. Um, right when we showed up from the get go, they do a lot of hands-on stuff with you and they kind of start you off in a way that's really cautious and they give you all the help you could possibly need to begin with. And then as you show that you're capable of doing things on your own, then they kind of back off a little bit and give you some freedom but they definitely take good care of you uh show you good habits that you need to succeed with less free time on your hands um but for me just dedicating myself to whatever the task at hand was if i'm at practice or workouts just worrying about that and worrying about the school stuff when it when it came up um yeah it all comes down to routine and consistency and once i'm able to settle in that for a semester i usually end up doing pretty well if I can stick to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all about routine really is. I, I know when I'm when I'm looking at you, Logan, it's it's just so impressive just thinking engineering major, you know, as the core of what you do and then the 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 work that you put in on the football field. Because I'm looking at it, you know, in the 2018, obviously with the six starts this past year, you took over as the full time starter at right tackle. But the one part that I want to ask about, and it's the 2017, the ability to come in in red shirts. How much do you think that that helped you, the ability to sit back, get acclimated to the college game, and also physically develop to be able to play on Saturdays on a high level? Um, well, yeah, showing up was pretty eye-opening for me. I mean, I came in only about 260 pounds, so I was the lightest guy out of all those alignment that came in. And – the big emphasis when I showed up was just uh, putting on some weight, like gaining some size, so I'd be able to compete against you know, a lot of the other guys on the team. Um, just the first day, or one of the first days at camp, they assembled a scout team, and it was it was actually me and like all my roommates, all the other alignment guys in my grade, and we're staring at the starting defense and just seeing those guys. And it's, I mean, there's a step in every level. So I mean, there's a step from college to pros. There's definitely a step from high school to college, and just seeing like where you have to be to compete against the best guys in college. Um, that was eye opening. but I thought the entire year of getting a lot of valuable reps on scout team really showed me what I needed to improve on and gave me a lot of good uh, reps and stuff that I use today. And I thought it was really valuable. Um, I mean, it definitely wasn't the most fun thing, but you realize that they're doing it for a reason. Uh, it kind of gets you ready to take that next step as a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's obviously worked for Wisconsin for a long time. You know, I mentioned some of the guys again: the Joe Thomases, the Ryan Ramchecks, the Travis Fredericks, and it seems like every year there's a great offensive lineman coming out of Wisconsin. Um, for you, at, at any point, is it kind of like a, a surreal moment to think that you're following in the footsteps of what? Because for me. I always see on Twitter, you know, them talking about like who's DBU, who's tight end you. But Wisconsin, I mean, is there any argument that Wisconsin is offensive line you over the last 20 years, maybe even more? Is that ever a surreal moment for you to know that you're the next in line of what is such a great and proud tradition there at Wisconsin offensive lineman? Uh, I definitely think it is surreal. Um, 
I mean, five years ago, I wouldn't have guessed that I would be in this position I am right now, but it took a lot of hard work and it comes down to just the culture guys. And when you show up, there's the seniors there. And I wasn't sure what to expect when I showed up, but those guys were really helpful for me and the rest of my teammates in my grade, just kind of showing you how to work, uh, showing you what it takes to be a good player. Um, even from the coaches down, like they set the expectations high off the get-go and you know what it takes to be a good player. And I mean, you, you learn a lot of things from the good guys, the guys that have success. And I think it's just a constant chain of passing down things you learn to the next guys in line, which I thought is really cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I, I know you've, the team has obviously had a ton of success. Um, they're, you know, I, I just feel like consistency again is what we're talking about with the offensive line play, but also from a team perspective wise. I mean, I feel like Wisconsin always has a good defense. They're always well coached. They always have a great offensive line. And obviously you were able to block for the last two years for a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who was, you know, the best running back maybe ever when you really think about it, you know, what he was able to do in a three-year span. But I want to really talk about the improvements you guys had last year. Because obviously in 2018, eight wins. You got up to the 10-win plateau. How happy just in general were you for the team's performance? And how are you guys planning on using that to propel yourselves to hopefully Big Ten championship and maybe a playoff run this year? Uh, yeah, obviously that year two years ago was disappointing. Um, we did some good things. A lot of things didn't go our way. Um, but still at the end of the day, a lot of guys grinded it out. Um, still proud of how a lot of the guys worked. Uh, just some disappointing results in some of those games. And then after that season, we used that some of our shortcomings that season as motivation. Um, and it was the best offseason I've seen from a team since I've played football. Uh, you could tell how motivated guys were. And even last year, we had lofty goals. And, I I mean, we got close, and a couple things didn't go our way. Uh, lost a couple close ones. Um, but it was definitely a lot of fun and just feeling that improvement throughout the whole locker room. Uh, some of the older guys have done a really good job of establishing a good culture in the locker room. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, like always, we have high goals and there'll have to be some guys that'll step up and I'm excited to see who that'll be. And I'm just excited to finally go back to work with the guys because it feels like it's been forever since we've gotten to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounded like when we were talking off air, next week it sounds like you guys are getting all back together. Is that right? Yeah, so they're allowing us to start up voluntary workouts on Monday. So I think almost everybody's going to be back. They're going to have a split up into smaller groups, but I think I'll mostly be with the other uh, offensive line guys. So any form of group workouts, I can't wait for. So, And just any opportunity to get back in the facilities and work with the coaches will be definitely be fun too mm -hmm. and I know you you've been playing with a couple of those guys in the offensive line I know obviously you know Tyler graduating who's a great center for you guys but you know Cole coming back and Caden I, I know there's some really nice offensive line pieces coming back this year for this point though Logan because everyone's talking about obviously you know getting back together like you kind of said and, and just getting back with the team but for an offensive line obviously you guys are five men working as a unit together in, 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 in a unison. You know, it's such an, an underrated thing to just think about repetition, repetition. For you, how have you seen your relationship grow within that group, and how important is this time coming back to get get that um, chemistry going again with the guys? 
Uh, honestly, I think the chemistry that is required to play well takes years to grow. And I think from the moment we stepped foot on campus, uh, all the guys have been really welcoming. And I think even over the past few years, just the whole culture of the O-line room has become much more welcoming and helpful towards the young guys. Uh, it definitely feels even more tight-knit than when I showed up. I think it was three years ago almost. Uh, I just think that camaraderie between the entire room helps everybody to take a step up in their game. And um, it takes a lot of repetitions in you know, preseason camp and game weeks, uh, a lot of meeting time, a lot of extra meeting time. Um, but all those things are necessary if you want the, the chemistry that it takes to play well. Um, a lot of times you have to know what the other guy's going to do without even talking to him. Uh, it's just something you feel and it's something you – get from thousands of reps of working with the same guy over and over and it's something really cool there's nothing like it yeah absolutely and I, I know you you guys have, you have also had the privilege of playing against some really good players over the last couple of years I think about you know Zach Bond this past year on the edge I'm sure you got a you know a couple of plays against him in practice here and there I, I'm just really excited though about this Wisconsin team because some people are going to talk about Taylor leaving and a couple of defensive guys leaving but I feel like there's a great core that is still going to be built here for for you. What is the ultimate goal for 2020? It could be from an individual perspective. It could be from an offensive perspective, team wise. What overall is going to make 2020 a successful season for you? Um, I just want to improve as much as I can as a player, and along with that, I feel like it's my responsibility to help uh, some like the less experienced guys in the room to reach their full potential for this year. Um, I think it'd be pretty surreal to lift that Big Ten trophy, and it's something we got really close to last year, and kind of kills me every day that we came up short. Um, that'd be my ultimate team goal. I just want to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just uh, helping everybody else to be the best they can be and just be the best team that I can be is my big goal. And I, I'm just curious about what you might think is maybe your your biggest improvements. Because when I was watching the tape, you know, I felt like you play with outstanding leverage. You're a mauler in the run game. You understand angles very well to the second level. Not not many missteps. I, I feel like working especially to the second level, there was some terrible angles offensive linemen take sometimes. But I felt like for the most part, you did a really nice job climbing. Over the last couple of years, though, obviously the six starts going into a full-time role this past year, what, what would you kind of say if I had to ask you, what are the biggest improvements you made in your game that you really saw on film that you said, I I definitely improved and I got a lot better in that area? Um, So from that first year to last year, uh, just everything, just understanding of the game. And I think a big thing that comes with offensive line play is confidence, confidence, uh, a lot of it is being confident in the technique you've been taught. Um, you got to trust the play that's going on. You got to trust the guys next to you. And uh, like, there's no time to hesitate. Just any small amount of hesitating can be the difference between a good play and a bad play. Um, but from this past year to this year, I thought an area I really lacked in. I thought um, I definitely wasn't strong enough, and that's been a big emphasis of this past year, this past off season, and. Uh, so I've definitely made an emphasis on eating better, um, hitting the weight room a lot harder. Uh, I thought this quarantine, this whole break, was a good opportunity for me to separate myself from the weight room. 
Um, I definitely thought I've gotten a lot stronger over these past few months, and I'm excited to show it when we can finally get back to practicing. Mm-hmm. And kind of the last question here for you, Logan, you know, like I said in kind of the opening, it it, it might not be till 2022 because obviously you have the two years in a, uh, left of eligibility. But for you, whenever that opportunity does present itself, can you just speak a little bit to what the opportunity to potentially play professional football might mean for you? Uh, the, the opportunity to play professionally is every little kid's dream when they're playing football. And I've worked so hard to get to this point and to get an opportunity to do that would be a dream come true. And uh, I would give it my all. And uh, that's just something that everything I do is kind of revolving around that. Like, how can I make myself a better person, a better football player? Um, just the ultimate goal at this point. And like, I'll do anything it'll take to achieve that. And that's what makes it so exciting. Well, that's going to kind of end this interview here with Mr. Logan Bruss. Again, offensive lineman from the University of Wisconsin, the next in line of this offensive line factory. I want to thank Logan real quick. Logan, I appreciate it so much again, man. It was it was a pleasure just to hear a little brief into your story. I thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome, everyone, to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect Spotlight interview edition, Ryan Roberts here, Rise and Draft on Twitter. Joining me today is Mr. Josh Seltzner, offensive guard out of the University of Wisconsin. Been really impressed by his tape from last season. Uh, Mixed in a lot with a really talented group. He's going to have a large opportunity this year to be a focal point of that offensive line, which in my opinion is one of the most talented, again, returning to college football as it is. Seems like every other year. So, Josh, uh, real quick, man, inviting you into the show. Appreciate you again so much for taking some time today. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm really excited to be on your show. Oh, absolutely, man. So I went back and I dug a little deep, Josh, looking into your your uh, Columbus High School days. I, I saw you were a great track and field athlete on top of being an all-state pick, which is close to my heart because I, I, I have experienced coaching both track and football. So excited about this one. I want to talk to you a little bit. Obviously, you were able to – Stay in the home state with the Badgers uh, for the walk-on opportunity. So talk to me a little bit about why ultimately Wisconsin was the best fit for you and maybe what were some other schools that may have had interest in you as well. Um, yeah, my recruiting process was pretty simple. You know, I had a couple offers from FCS schools like North Dakota, Indiana State, Illinois State, a bunch of those ones. And then um, I went to the Wisconsin camp before my senior year and, and immediately coach Rudolph came up to me and started talking to me and was really interested in like me just in general. And then after that, after the camp, he offered me the walk on spot. And then I just started getting more recruited there from there on from the FCS schools. And pretty much from that point on that I got the walk on offer, it, there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to go there and that's the place that I wanted to be. It's just all the right dominoes had to fall into place and they did. And I could not have been more happy with the decision I made. So. Yeah. And obviously as an offensive lineman, continuing that great tradition, man, I know we, we talk about all the great players that have come out of there like Joe Thomas and Travis Frederick, and there's just so many. And now you're continuing that lineage Obviously, with guys like Cole coming back and and um, and just I mean, litter Logan Bruss and all these guys. What's it a part? What's it like for you, Josh, just to be a part of that brotherhood of the offensive line group in Wisconsin? I mean, arguably, probably the greatest tradition of offensive line play in the country overall. 
it's it's honestly surreal. Like we get so many like guys from the NFL that come in and talk to us and give us tips and stuff like that. And then even one of our strength and conditioning coaches, Kyle Costigan, he he helps us out all the time. He's always by us in practice and stuff like that. So it's such a close brotherhood, and I am so blessed to be a part of it. And I know, you know, you being a former walk-on, I know you were awarded a scholarship, uh, I think it was during the 2018 season. Can you just talk a little bit about, because obviously when you took that walk-on opportunity, you're kind of betting on yourself, you know, to, to be a part of the program and to eventually build your legacy. For you, what was that moment like to get that scholarship offer finally, something that I'm sure that you were working hard for for uh, the first couple years on campus? Yeah, honestly, like I'm still getting chills right now just talking about it, but that moment was surreal. I bet on myself. My parents had so much faith in me to go to Wisconsin and earn a scholarship. And I just, there was no way I was going to let them down. I was going to work my butt off until I got it. And it came week, whatever it was, of the 2018 season when we played New Mexico. And that phone call that I got to, um, to give to my parents was one of the greatest ones I've ever done because it was just like I was able to financially release them from like ha having helped me pay for school. So that was a, a, a crazy blessing, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I know obviously you guys had another successful year, 10 wins, made it to the Big Ten Championship game. I know you guys fell a little short, but just how speak to me about the success of last season. Obviously, a lot of great things, double-digit wins, Big Ten Championship birth, bowl game. What was it like just the success of last season, and how are you guys going to be able to use that success to continue that momentum heading into 2020 now? The 2019, the 2019 season was was a great season. We we our team was so close. We were a brotherhood from the specialist um, down to the old lineman. Like everyone was really close. So I think that's what helped us to have such a great season because we weren't afraid to tell each other when we were doing something wrong, and we were able to like step up and hold each other accountable. And I think that is going to help us in the 2020 season because. That is one of the most important things I think for a team is to be able to hold players, hold players accountable, not having the coaches always be there for them, but having players hold players accountable. And I think that will allow us to build on that from the 2019 season. And, and I know, Josh, you know, we, we talked about the lineage of the great offensive line play at Wisconsin, which, you know, speaks for itself, but kind of on the other end of the spectrum, you're, obviously you have had to work your tail off to get the playing time that you've had so far. And then obviously, you know, to excel when you've been on the field, talk to me a little bit about the competition in the room on a day-to-day -day basis. You're competing against some of the best players at your position in college football. And, uh, you know, obviously you have to kind of earn your keep on such a talented offensive line. Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest things going in my second year when I had those, all those talented offensive linemen that were ahead of me, like Bo Benchwall and Dieter and Eddie and, David, David Edwards, I call him Eddie, but those guys like John Dietzen, even, even like Tyler Biotish, I got to play next to him this past year. It, that was what I saw the, the competition those guys had, but they were still such close friends, and that's what I wanted. And that's, I feel like, where I've gotten to the point with the guys that I came in with, and I could not be happier. Like, we drive each other to, to be stronger, to be smarter on the field, mentally tough, everything like that. And I think that is very important for an offensive line. Uh, absolutely. And, and I'll tell anybody that hasn't seen Josh yet, it's pretty easy to find big number 70 uh, listed 6'4", 330. And I think the thing that really pops off besides for because obviously, Josh, you have a lot of power, 
in your hips, lower half, all that type of stuff. But I, I felt like you were a really nice mover too. You move a lot better than maybe someone would expect for a man your size. So just list a couple strengths, biggest strengths you think you have as a football player, and maybe what are some of the biggest improvements you've seen in your game over the last couple of years? One of the biggest strengths I, I would say I have is just strength itself. Like I feel like I'm able to use my weight room strength accordingly on the field, and that allows me to generate power in um, good circumstances, like when we're running combos with the tackles or, the, the guard, or with the centers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just helps so much um, when they're locked up and you're able to knock that hip across and they and they bury the guy and then you get up to the second level. It just opens up a nice hole for the running back. And then um, what was the second part of that question again? Uh, just the biggest improvements you've seen. What, what things have you kind of been working on and just kind of the, the, the evolution of your game over the last couple of years? I would say the biggest thing that Coach Rudolph just has been stressing me is flexibility, is making sure that I'm able to consistently stay low and, like, stay on my insteps because that's one of the biggest um, things that he stresses for me. Stay on my insteps, stay rooted in the ground, and I feel like over this past offseason with quarantine and everything like that, it's been a curveball, but I've managed to stay on track, and I feel like I've grown a lot in those areas that he's asked me to. Yeah, and you mentioned quarantine a little bit in that answer. I, I need to ask just about – I know you said, you know, before we started the interview, health-wise, everything was good, family-wise. For you, that for the part of this offseason, having to really try to craft your game in quarantine, you know, kind of away from the team, what was that like? How were you able to handle some of those um, trials and tribulations of just having to continue to master your game without, you know, the, the outside help of, you know – the continuing to be in the weight room with the guys type of thing. So I was very blessed over quarantine to be able to get my own squat rack and bench set up in my garage at my parents' house. So that was, I was able to keep grinding throughout quarantine pretty much um, using those weights. And I think being able to push myself on my own and not have anybody else there was a challenge on its own, but I, I think I did a great job and I feel like I came out of quarantine better than I was before it. So, mm-hmm. and obviously it sounds like you're, uh, you're back with the team now. So when did you guys get back together and how much of a relief was it just to be around the guys again after being secluded and isolated for so long? Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how much of a relief it was to get back in the weight room and conditioning with the guys. Like it's, it's such a different aspect than doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. You have that support and that camaraderie and that brotherhood that you can just like get through anything with them like no matter how hard the workout is like you're gonna bust your butt just to make sure that you're doing as good as as good of a job as the guy next to you because that's all that he's doing he's he's trying to bust his butt to make you better mm-hmm. and, and I, t- I talked a little bit about the success you guys had last year the 10 wins obviously Jonathan Taylor graduating maybe the best running back of all time college football history when you really think about it how much are you guys just ready? Because I know there's going to be some doubters saying, you know, Taylor's gone, offense is going to look a lot different. How excited are you potentially to just see how this offense really unfolds this year and to and to prove some people wrong that are kind of doubting you guys right now? I am I'm so ready to prove the doubters wrong because there is not a drop off in the tailback room. You know, I know JT was a category of his own, but I know the guys that we have in that room can fulfill that duty and do their best to grind it out and make sure that they don't leave a drop off in the tailback room. Mm -hmm. And and we talked about the 10 wins a little bit. I know, 
It's, um, you know, a big stepping stone, eight wins two years ago, 10 wins, Big Ten championship game. What's the next step now? Individually, team-wise, what would make 2020 a perfect season for you? Um, I think it starts with as simple as winning the Big Ten West and then just keep pushing and winning the Big Ten championship and then so on from there, making the college football playoff. That would that would be a, a real season for us, which I know we can do. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of the last question for you, Josh. Obviously, you're you're a guy that I've kind of put my put my you know no, I've I've taken a lot of notes. I put a star next to your name as a guy to watch. Obviously, as you continue to get more playing time, because I think that eventually, whenever that is, because I know you're a redshirt junior, so you still have the two years. Whether it's 2021 draft, 2022 draft, I think you're a guy that's definitely going to have that opportunity to play at the next level. So, real quick on that. Uh, without getting too deep into it, just what type of blessing would it be to eventually play professional football, and how much of a dream has that been for you for some time now? That would be one of the biggest blessings in my life, I think, because it has been a dream of mine since I've been a little kid. I've been a fan of football growing up. I've loved the Badgers. I've loved my high school team even since I was a little kid, even though they weren't too good when I was growing up, I still went to all the games and cheered them on. But I, football has been such a passion for me, and to play in the NFL would be the top goal, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's going to conclude this interview again. Mr. Josh Seltzer, offensive guard out of the University of Wisconsin. Josh, man, again, appreciate it so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys evolve as a team this year. And, uh, again, just appreciate your time today. That's it for this episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As always, be sure to follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, and at Alex Gilstrap. Also go and follow Believe Podcasts at BLEAV Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter and head to their website, Believe.com. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Next week, we will hit on the quarterbacks for our next position group. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.